Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, what were the people, places, and things that most captured our attention in 2021? Google is out with its annual Year in Search report. Also this morning, the enrollment deadline for the healthcare.gov exchange is coming up next week, not to be confused with a Medicare deadline, which has already passed. We'll tell you what consumers need to know to make sure they're covered in time for 2022. Finley High School assistant basketball coach Ray Elbin previews the Trojan showdown with the talented and tenacious St. John's Titans. And we have more tasty and easy to make recipes from Kyra's Kitchen. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Friday, December 10th, 2021. Today is Dewey Decimal System Day. Dewey Decimal System Day. So go to the library. Today it is the Festival for the Souls of Dead Whales today. That's very cheery. (laughs) Human Rights Day. It is National Lager Day. And it is Nobel Prize Day today as well. So reasons to celebrate. So this, I thought, was very interesting Maybe the most important thing you need to know this morning to start off your day. It is uh, time for those year-end announcements. And uh, Pantone is out with their color of the year for 2022. Heading into the new year, the color of the year for the coming 12 months is very Perry. Very Perry. It is the first time in history that an entirely new shade was created specifically for the title of Color of the Year. The company uh, describes the shade as a dynamic periwinkle blue with a vivifying violet-red undertone. They say that the color displays a carefree confidence and a daring curiosity that animates our creative spirit. So, very Perry, the color of the year. I know I'm excited. <laughs> In all seriousness, I did see this on the uh, on the newswire, and uh, this actually uh, really got me to thinking. A new poll that was out uh, yesterday finds that Americans are tired of the political acrimony. In this country, nearly three quarters of Americans in this poll, 72 percent, said it would be better for the country if Americans reject political hostility and divisiveness and focus more on our common ground. However, in the same poll, these same Americans are not particularly optimistic about that happening. Only nine percent believe the political uh, political rancor will decrease in the next 10 years. 42% believe it will increase. There is some good news. About three-quarters of those surveyed say they value different political perspectives. They value uh, those political differences. 45% said they often or sometimes had a constructive conversation about politics with someone holding opposite views, uh, at least within the last 12 months. But I, again, on a serious note, I saw this and I thought to myself, you know, we hold the 
key to actually making that happen as voters. It's I 72% said it would be good for the country if we reject political hostility and divisiveness, but only 9% believe that it will happen. You know, we hold the key and the ballot box. We can vote for candidates that will exacerbate the political divisiveness and the hostility in politics, or we can vote for candidates who won't. And as long as we as voters continue to vote these people in, that's what we will get. It's really very simple, people. So I don't know. By the way, if all of the uh, political rancor makes you want to ever just kind of check out, go off the grid, go hide in a cave someplace, we have just the thing for you. Uh, Your chance to Grinch it up this year by renting your own cave perched on a mountain in Boulder, Utah. The 5,700-square-foot lair is inspired by the classic Dr. Seuss book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, Each room represents or references the iconic story, including a music room with the Grinch's organ and his dog Max's drum set. (laughs) And it won't cost him much. $19.57, 1957, a nod to the year that the book uh, was actually published. So (laughs) if you want to just check out, (laughs) you can now do that. That's kind of cool. This was interesting. You know, self-driving cars are going to be a thing at some point in the future. Who knows when? But when cars have no humans in the driver's seat... Companies have to come up with new ways to communicate with other drivers and with pedestrians. Studies show that 84% of pedestrians attempt to make eye contact with drivers before crossing in front of them. Have you ever, you probably have never thought about this. I know I've never really stopped to think about this, but when I saw the story, it got me to thinking, I guess I do that, maybe even subconsciously kind of. Because I don't want to walk in front of somebody who's going to turn or gun it or something. You know, you try and make a con- eye contact with the uh, driver, make sure that the driver actually sees you before you step out in the street. Well, if there's no driver, robo cars will now, it says, be programmed to show what they are about to do. Car makers are experimenting with sound and light cues, uh, hoping to gain the trust of pedestrians and thus consumers as a whole so that was kind of interesting some of the other uh, first things you need to know this morning the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day a 15 year old boy set to be the youngest graduate of the university of nevada las vegas when he is presented with his fifth college degree next week 15 year old jack rico will receive a bachelor's degree. He has earned four associate's degrees in two years from Fullerton College in California. This will be from UNLV. Uh, He became Fullerton College's youngest graduate at the age of 13. (laughs) That makes me feel just really dumb all of a sudden. <laughs> I read this story and I think, I feel really dumb. This guy's, this kid's got four degrees by the age of 15. And check this out. He dedicated himself to his studies 
after failing the third grade. <laughs> he was even held back uh, for a year, and that's when he set out to show everyone that he was smart. I think he's proven it. Four degrees. He said, setting the setting for one's education should work best for the student and be the child's choice. All right. Well, there you go. Man, I feel so insignificant. Four degrees by the age of 15. That is crazy. And if you are uh, so inclined, watch out for this this weekend. An army of Santas will once again descend on New York City to blow off some steam before Christmas Eve. This Saturday, the return of SantaCon, described as a non-political, nonsensical gathering of Santas for a day of revelry and drinking and raising money for charity. There is that. Many bars across Manhattan are participating in the Santa Crawl, and uh, Santas have to donate at least $10 to charity at the SantaCon website in order to participate but the SantaCon is back did they not cancel that last year i think they canceled that last year because of the pandemic but it is back uh this year SantaCon in new york city and lastly among the first things you need to know this morning how about this in daytona beach they uh are working on an experiment to take water from the toilet to the tap it is a pilot program examining the uh, process of uh, filtering and um, reconstituting water, wastewater, to usable potable water. Officials say there is a need to find alternative water sources to accommodate the large amount of people moving to Florida each day. Uh, <laughs> well, this, I would think, would take care of that, you know? <laughs> if, if you tell me that they are in Florida taking water from the toilet to the tap, I think I'm going to rethink moving there. <laughs> uh, they, they haven't really decided on this uh, program yet, but city leaders say they will take what they learned over the past couple of years to help the state decide the next steps in the uh, process. That should, that should cure the overpopulation issue in Florida, I'm thinking. There you go. Uh, that is the uh, most interesting and buzzworthy stories, the first things you need to know to get your Friday morning started. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. The WTOL 11 first alert forecast, partly to mostly cloudy today with a high of 50. Rainy and windy conditions tonight with temperatures on the rise. National Wreaths Across America Day is coming up a week from Saturday. Volunteers will head out to Finley's Maple Grove Cemetery and other area cemeteries to place wreaths at veterans' graves. Organizer Sherry Garner-Brumbaugh says they plan to place wreaths at the graves of 1,200 veterans this year. There's approximately 5,000 veterans here at Maple Grove Cemetery, so we are just getting started. But each year we add a few more wreaths, and uh, one of these days, maybe we'll catch them all. But we sure remember them all, that's for sure. As Sherry mentioned, one day they hope to be able to place wreaths at the graves of all 5,000 veterans at Maple Grove Cemetery. Learn more about wreaths across America and the local events on our website. A woman accused of taking advantage of an elderly man suffering from Alzheimer's in Toledo has been indicted on a theft charge. The 40-year-old woman allegedly picked up the man from his home, 
saying she wanted to get him out of the house, and she would then take the 85-year-old to banks to withdraw cash and return him home without any money. Prosecutors say over several months, more than $30,000 was taken from the man's accounts. Get more on our website. The city of Findlay has received the official Better Cities for Pets certification. The certification is through the Mars Pet Care Better Cities for Pets program and reflects the city's commitment to creating a pet-friendly community and fostering the well-being of all citizens and pet companions. Mayor Christina Mearn says pets are members of the family and Findlay is on the forefront of creating a vibrant community where pets are not only welcome but thrive. Get more on our website. Ohio State Buckeye quarterback C.J. Stroud has never been to New York City before, but that will all change on Saturday when he heads to the Big Apple as a finalist for the Heisman. Coming into the season, I didn't really have any expectations. I kind of just wanted to, to play well and win games, really. And I feel like if you do those things, especially having teammates that I have, uh, I mean, there's definitely possibility to be a Heisman finalist. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young is considered the favorite to win, but Stroud, a redshirt freshman, has had a great year throwing for more than 3,800 yards and 38 touchdowns. Get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Well, of course, this is the time we're coming up on the end of the year. We look back on the year gone by and what a year it was. The folks at Google are out with their uh, compilation of the year in search. And Sarah Armstrong is a Google search trends expert with us this morning. First of all, um, before we get into some of the uh, results, which I think are are really, really interesting in a number of categories here, uh, how do you put this list together? Is it just raw search data that you compile? or you know what how do you put together this list what is it telling us that is such a good question so these are the searches that had the highest spike in 2021 compared to 2020 so they really tell a story of this year and i would say that these trends are telling us that people in the u.s are returning to life in person. Mm. You know, I was pretty surprised to see the number one trending search this year was actually NBA. But then I remembered in 2020, the season ended so abruptly. So right. I'm sure folks were excited for some live in-person sport. Yeah, there's a perfect example uh, right there at the top of the list because I'm sure, you know, people every year search for NBA quite a bit, but you saw that big spike in 2021, again, probably because of the sports uh, restart. And uh, some of the other uh, names and search terms on that top search list uh, will, again, probably sound very familiar to people who did their own searches for these things. Right. So the top searches this year really reflect some of the biggest news stories. I certainly go to Google every time there's a big trending story to get information. And so for our top search list, we see things like NBA, as I mentioned, DMX, who is the musician that died this year. Some of these big stories like Gabby Petito, Kyle Rittenhouse, Brian Laundry, they all make the list. Mm-hmm. And then number six on the list is Mega Millions. And that's because <laughs> that jackpot hit a billion for the first yeah, time this year. We had those uh, those big uh, Mega Millions uh, jackpots. Uh, and some of the other, uh, you break it down then uh, in various categories uh, like news uh items where Mega Millions was big. AMC stock was also uh, big. Folks, remember uh, all of the uh, stories about the uh, AMC stock going through the roof. Yes, exactly. AMC stock is number two after Mega Millions. GME is also in the top five. That's GameStop stock. So Mm. that also 
had a huge moment in 2021. There was a big Reddit conversation about buying those stocks. And so we see that coming up in the trending list. And there's a big conversation about money in the news category in, in general. Number three is stimulus check. And we also see searches for Dogecoin and Ethereum. And those are cryptocurrencies. Uh, the Georgia Senate race was very popular in the news as well. Again, one of those uh, stories that certainly dominated the news cycle for quite some time. Certainly. And I was surprised when I saw that on the list because it feels like it was a while ago. That was early January. That did happen in 2021. Certainly a big story. Mm-hmm. I also chuckled when I saw the number one meme was Bernie Sanders mittens. That was another <laughs> funny political story from, uh, from early January. Some of the uh, some of the people we were most interested in, I think, are, are fascinating because uh, on this people list, you have folks who were uh, on that list for a variety of reasons. That is definitely true. And we see some overlap with the people in the top searches in general. So, again, that's Kyle Rittenhouse. We also have Tiger Woods, Alec Baldwin. Travis Scott. And then number five here is Simone Biles. Uh, I had forgotten that the Olympics were Mm. also this year, and Simone certainly made headlines with what I thought was quite a brave decision to step back during that competition. You mentioned the fact that uh, the NBA was the top search overall probably speaks to the fact that we had the uh, giant sports restart in 2021. Uh, That, uh, again, plays itself out uh, in the searches for uh, movies and musicians and TV shows and things like that. Yes. So on the sports category in particular, basketball as well as baseball really dominates there. So the number one trending sports team was the Boston Red Sox this year, followed by the Los Angeles Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks. In the TV show category, I'm sure it's not surprising to see that Squid Game made it to number one. (laughs) I certainly need to start watching that. And movies, the number one there is Black Widow. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really interesting Uh, to not just look at the searches themselves, but you get a sense for how people are reacting to the news that they hear uh, in the how to help category. That's so true. I always find it quite touching that people every day are coming to Google searching for ways to help people. And this is both people in their own lives and folks will probably never meet. So in this how to help category, we see people asking questions like how to help Afghan refugees. Number two is how to help Texas after that big storm. We also see how to help India with COVID. Uh, And then some that feel a little closer to home, like how to help a toddler with a cough or foster kids, maybe a family member with depression. So a big wide range here in that how to help category. Yeah, I I really thought those were uh, really interesting, as we said, to find out not just to try and find information about uh, things that they cared about, but then how they can get involved. And one of the other categories, there are a bunch of them here. One of the other categories that I thought was uh, really interesting was the how to be category. Right. This is really interesting. And we always get people searching for different questions and it's new results every year but in this how to be category we see um some questions like uh how to become a travel agent if they're interested (laughs) in careers um how to become an air traffic controller a judge a doula so lots of different 
career interest in that how to be category. One of the, a couple of the ones that really stood out to me uh, on that list, and we'll kind of maybe leave it here and uh, give folks, uh, this may be something that folks might want to ponder, uh, how to be happy alone, which kind of speaks to the fact that we are still very much in the uh, throes of the pandemic, and how to be happy with yourself. I thought uh, those are really interesting questions. Right. That definitely speaks to both 2021 and 2020, I think. Um, we also have how to be eligible for a stimulus check, yeah. going to some more of those current events, um, but certainly how to be romantic, how to be mindful. <laughs> so lots of people looking inward. Yeah, year. absolutely. Uh, again, Sarah Armstrong is a Google search trends expert. Uh, they are out with the year in search, a really deep dive into the uh, topics that captured our attention, the things that we were interested in and thinking about over the course of the past 12 months. And folks can look at that and uh, learn more about it at your website, right? Yes. So folks can find these trends and many more at yearinsearch.google. Well, earlier in the week, the Medicare enrollment deadline came and went, but just to avoid any confusion on this, there is another similar but different deadline that has not passed, but is coming up soon, and that is open enrollment for the healthcare.gov exchange. And uh, joining us today is Daryl Means, once again, Regional Administrator, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, with what you need to know about marketplace open enrollment and some tips on finding a plan that meets your needs. So again, Daryl, somewhat similar, maybe easy to get the two confused, but the Medicare deadline that has passed is not the same as the healthcare.gov deadline that is coming up. That is correct. Healthcare.gov, this marketplace open enrollment is for people who do not have health insurance, people who have not aged in, who are, who not uh, who, who may not have Medicare. So, you know, this is something where they can go into the marketplace and get healthcare coverage now. And this year continues to be in an open enrollment period like no other. We're seeing record-setting enrollment in, you know, on healthcare.gov, driven by a special enrollment period that we had earlier this year. Right. And across the country, we're seeing high demand for, for healthcare, and, and nearly 4.6 million people already have signed up. So the marketplace open enrollment period is winding down, and consumers have until December 15th make changes if they're already in the marketplace or to select a, a new plan that will start for them on January 1st. And one of the other similarities between the exchange and Medicare is the fact that in both cases, you advise folks to go through the process each year and double check coverages because, uh, again, you can hear people saying, well, I, I did that last year. I'll just roll it over and stay with the same plan for uh, 2022. And that may not necessarily be the right uh, idea. Absolutely. We always encourage people to go in and check and update their information. And as I said earlier, financial excuse me, financial assistance this year is greater than ever. So even if they're already in there, they should go in, take a look and check because they may find a plan that's lower in the marketplace now. Right. And, and or find one that better meets their needs. 
Yeah, because uh, again, these plans can change from one year to the next, uh, or your needs may change, obviously, from one year to the next. So uh, it, it is always a good idea to uh, take some time to do that. And with the deadline coming up, I want to remind folks now, what are some of the new things for 2022? Is there anything uh, in particular that uh, we need to highlight or, or make sure people are particularly aware of? Yes, we touched on this. This year, more people than ever qualify for financial assistance at healthcare.gov. And consumers will find that they will see more affordable health plans this year uh, that can help cover things like doctor visits, preventive health, prescription drugs. Also this year, if you need assistance uh, signing up, we've expanded local health options in communities. Uh, visit healthcare.gov and, and select find local health options and and your listeners can can find out more information that way now one of the things, and we've talked about it before, but again, to reiterate this, we talk about the financial assistance that is available for those uh, that qualify. That is uh, something that is all done right through the same website. It's not a separate place you go to apply for the assistance and then you go to healthcare.gov to get the coverage. Uh, it's all pretty much seamless in in one one place, one site, right? You're absolutely correct, and I like that you've chosen the word seamless because that's something that we like to say as well. It's available, that financial help is available once they get in and start going through um, the screens on there, the information is put in, and they will see what's available to them, and then they can select a plan that best meets their financial needs or their needs of their family and their health. Yeah. Uh, now, the other question that I'm sure a lot of folks uh, will have, and this may be a little difficult to ask uh, to answer in a, in general terms, but uh, what what kind of premium should those individuals in this area expect to pay? Well, as you know, you know what you pay is based on your age, your family size income, and where you live. For instance, if you will, just as an example, in Toledo, Ohio, a single 30-year-old woman making $34,000 a year can find five plans at least under $100. And a family of four whose parents are 40 years old and make $66,000 a year can find at least least five plans under $100 as well. So, again, the the key is to get on the website, look at what is available, kind of compare that to your needs, find those plans that match up. And as you mentioned, there is help available if folks seem rather overwhelmed by this. Absolutely. And and let me just add that over 86,000 consumers in Ohio have already selected plans using healthcare.gov. Um, so whether you're new to healthcare.gov or have previously enrolled, you know, we want to ensure that people can get the, a coverage through the marketplace that they need. Consumers can go to healthcare.gov or they can call the marketplace call center at 1-800-318-2596 for assistance again in, in 200 languages. And that's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
Now, again, as we mentioned, the deadline is for uh, to get coverage, to get enrolled for coverage that starts on January 1st. The deadline is December 15th. You referenced the special enrollment period that we had last year. Uh, if memory serves, we had kind of a, an extension of the deadline uh, because of the pandemic, uh, you know, a lot of things. But there is no reason to believe that there will be any extension offered this year. So December 15th is kind of a hard deadline, right? Well, we encourage folks to go in by December 15th because that way your insurance will start on January 1st. Right. However, if folks are having problems, uh, the 22, the 2022 open enrollment period, um, has been extended, if you will, through January 15th to allow folks that ability if they were having difficulty getting anything in by December 15th. Okay. But obviously, if you enroll in January, then your plan won't start until February 1st. Right. So we encourage people to go in now by the Jan- by the uh, December 15th deadline, get what they need, and then uh, be insured come January 1st. And again, yeah, exactly. And uh, again, that deadline is the middle of next week. So folks who want to get that done, maybe this weekend would be a good time to, to do it. We'll link it up on our webpage for more information. Daryl Means, Regional Administrator, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Daryl, thanks very much for the update. We appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. Have a great day. We sit on the precipice of another weekend of high school hoops action. (laughs) Last week, of course, the Trojans dropped their conference opener at Lima Senior by a score of 63-49. to Findlay assistant head coach Ray Elbin spoke with John Marshall about the takeaway from that game on this week's Coach's Corner. Well, you know, the takeaway is we did a pretty good job for all but about the last five minutes of the game. We had a lead in the fourth quarter, and they just kept cranking up the pressure. They just keep coming at you, coming at you, and coming at you. And we needed to execute better on offense down the stretch. And once they caught us and and took the lead, uh, I'm not sure our execution was real good. We wanted to get back and win the game all in one possession or in one shot, and that's not how you do it. You know, we, we got to that point in the game. A possession at a time, and uh, we got away from that a little bit. There is no eight-point line on the floor, so you no, can't. No, no, you can't get it all back at once. So we just, we just have to, we just have to stay with it and and focus on our task at hand, whether it's getting the stop or or executing the, the play on offense. Top three scorers were in double figures again, but beyond that, no one else had more than I think three points. It would appear that maybe you're going to need to have a little more offense from the others as you advance in the season so you can diversify a little bit. That's right, and I think that you will see that as, as the year goes on. Uh, you know, one other, you know, one thing that, that you're not mentioning is uh, the aggressive style of defense that Lima can play and the depth that they have. So, you know, our, our players that, that aren't going to be the leading scorer night in and night out are going to have trouble against teams like that. Uh, you know, our, our top scorers, they're going to have to score against teams like that. And, you know, and they did. Uh, but down the stretch, everybody had trouble scoring. And that just seemed to get Lima, you know, going even more. Now, this week, you have a conference game at home on Friday night with St. John's. Mm-hmm. The Knights have opened the season 3-0 and with wins over Woodward, track opponent uh, St. Francis, and Cleveland Central Catholic. Each win by 23 points or more, yeah. one of them nearly 50. They have a potent offense that you're going to have to deal with. Is there one man that 
you can key on. Okay, well, C.J. Hornbeek's their their leader. He's he's the one. If you, if you recall back in uh, back in March, that uh, when we played in that district final, he's the one that that had to beat us, and uh, he had the openings and took advantage of that and was able to hit some shots and beat us. So so he's their leader, and and he's back a six three perimeter person, but. We saw both of their non-league games, and we couldn't see their league game against St. Francis because we played. But we saw both their non-league games, and and this is going to sound crazy, but they don't win on their offense. They win on their their defense is unbelievable, just like it was last year in the tournament. We thought some of those guys graduated and they might let up a bit, but it, we will be in trouble Friday night if we if we get pushed around by them like we have in the past. They're 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 going to be they're going to be their their best. Offense is their defense. They're just tenacious, and we have to be ready to handle that. So we're we're gearing up for that in practice, and it's a it's a tough physical week of practice, and it's going to be a, a tough physical game on Friday night. But I would expect our guys uh, is it going to be a, a, as aggressive and tenacious as Lima, minus that kind of athleticism and quickness. Okay. So we'll have to see how we handle that. That uh, is uh, assistant coach Ray Elbin with John Marshall in the coach's corner Wednesday evening. Tenacious, that word that he used a couple of times. Very talented and tenacious. Trojans and the Titans tonight here on 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. Other games on our airwaves this evening. Van Buren is at Macomb in BVC action over on 100.5 WKXA. Ottawa Glendorf at Wapakoneta tonight on 106.3 The Fox. And you can follow all the area games in real-time online at the WFIN scoreboard page, powered by ScoreStream and presented by Owens Community College. That's at WFIN.com slash scoreboard and linked up at goodmornings.net. Be sure to catch the Coach's Corner with John Marshall Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. live from Ralphie's or anytime on demand at WFIN.com. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. Police in Amarillo, Texas are hot on the heels of an alleged, uh, 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 hot on the heels of a couple uh, behind a series of alleged Bonnie and Clyde style robberies. Over the past couple of months, police say, these two unknown suspects have committed several beef jerky thefts at local convenience stores, absconding with over $1,000 of merchandise. (laughs) This is a Facebook post by the Amarillo Crime Stoppers on Tuesday. Uh, They also have a couple of photos of the couple caught by surveillance cameras. The post has been since updated to note that the two subjects in this case have been identified... The police are offering a $1,000 reward for tips leading to the arrest of the couple. So the reward is equal to the total amount that they've uh, gotten away with so far. The beef jerky thefts. <laughs> Alrighty then. Bonnie and Clyde in the 21st century, not quite as... As mythical as the original Bonnie and Clyde, but still. Have a couple of stories of parents behaving badly in the broken news this morning. A California mother has been criminally charged after she told her teenage daughter 
to hit an opposing player during a basketball game last month in the city of Garden Grove. Her daughter punched the other girl in the head, causing the 15-year-old to crumple to the floor like a rag doll, according to Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer. And uh, she, the victim suffered a concussion. 44-year-old Latira Shanti Hunt was caught on cell phone video yelling, You better hit her for that! After her daughter fell to the ground on a previous play. And her daughter did. She is charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor and battery and could face up to a year in jail if convicted. <laughs> L.A. defense attorney Richard Kaplan, who is not involved in the case, said it might be hard to get the charges to stick. He called it a stretch for prosecutors to prove what uh, Ms. Hunt yelled was a command to her daughter and not just an emotional response in a heated moment. But still... Mom calling out from the stands. You better hit her for that. Come on. <clears throat> Come on, man. Speaking of uh, parents behaving badly, a Nashville mom is being arrested for bringing a loaded gun to a high school during a fight. Barkita Williams was found with a semi-automatic handgun after walking... Uh, into East Nashville Magnet School. The incident occurred after a physical altercation between two female students ended with them and others being sent home. And apparently mom didn't take too kindly to that. Parents waiting outside to pick their children up heard about a fight and began entering the school. Ms. Williams was taken into custody and later released on $1,000 bond. Police did not uh, release details Um the charges against uh, Ms. Williams or confirm if she had a license to carry the gun. But again, parents behaving badly. You would think a parent would know better, but apparently not. Sometimes it's not the parent. Sometimes it's the adult child behaving badly. A 40-year-old, 48-year-old Missouri woman uh, stole her. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is uh, this is parents. I was I was thinking this was the other way around. Now that I read this story again. Um, it appears it's another case of parents behaving badly. So here is the story. A 48-year-old Missouri woman stole her estranged daughter's identity by taking her social security card information and getting a driver's license. She then began attending college as an undergraduate in her daughter's name, even had boyfriends who believed that she was 22 years old. She has uh, pleaded guilty to identity theft and is awaiting sentencing. <laughs> wow. That's pretty uh, wild. We do have an item from the international file in the broken news. A cemetery director in the Netherlands has been suspended after allowing a seance to take place among the graves of children without the knowledge of their parents. This. <laughs> Really? The seance came to light after the parents of one of the children found a camera next to his child's grave with images of some sort of invocation, which prompted him to contact the mayor of the town. Relatives reported eight seance members and the director of the cemetery for grave desecration. Uh, the parents with children buried there took the council to court to try and learn what led to the event. There is an ongoing investigation, and that report expected next week. So stay tuned. 
Honestly, what what would make you think if you're the director of the cemetery and somebody comes comes to you and say we want to have a séance around the graves of dead children? And what would make you think, "Ah, sure, no problem." Why not? It sounds like a good idea. <laughs> not. And finally, in the broken news this morning, item out of Florida. There always seems like we have to have something out of Florida. No week is complete without an odd or unusual story out of the Sunshine State. An intimate moment at a public bathroom in Florida led to the arrest of a 37-year-old woman. Uh, Tuesday afternoon, the uh, culprit was charged with misdemeanor criminal mischief. What I thought was interesting about this is the report says that the woman whose name is not given, and I'm not sure I'd want to know anyway, but uh, the report says the woman allegedly caused $500 in damages during the afternoon encounter. <laughs> How does that happen? How do you cause $500 in damages uh, <clears throat> with a little afternoon delight? On the other hand, I'm not sure I want to know. <laughs> I'm just imagining that in my mind there you go uh that is uh, today's broken news report this update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service more or less of hancock county veteran services we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming a christmas card from our family at wfin to you and yours this is Paul Keels, the voice of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Let me take this chance to wish Buckeye fans and all WFIN listeners the very best for the holiday season. Happy Holidays from 1330 WFIN and now at 95.5 FM. And now your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. This will probably not come as a surprise to anyone, but people are ready to get together again. A new survey from LendingTree finds 30% of Americans plan to throw a party sometime during the holiday season. And what's really uh, alarming, I actually thought that number was a little bit low, but we're talking about just party with friends and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but what is really uh, amazing is the amount of money they're willing to spend to do it. Uh, the most uh, likely age group to throw a party this year, Generation X, those between the ages of 41 and 55 years old. But millennials are willing to spend the most, while the average budget for a big blowout party uh, with friends, maybe for New Year's this year, $760 across all age groups. Millennials uh, say that they are willing to spend $1,000 or more. And 55% of them say they're ready to go into debt uh, to do it. It's all about uh, making up for lost time, they say. This is kind of interesting. A separate poll of 2,000 Americans commissioned by Chinette finds that three in five Americans have not seen their loved ones for the holidays in two years, thanks to COVID-19. And 77% say that they are thankful that they can spend time with their loved ones this holiday season. However, 63% of those in this poll admitted that the pandemic has significantly changed their holiday traditions moving forward. 
69% say the past couple of years have made them more interested in creating new traditions. 73% of respondents say that they bond with their families over the holidays more than any other time of the year. 81% say they look forward to spending that time together or beyond ready to gather to celebrate the holidays. 73% of those polled say they were surprised at how excited their kids are about the family finally getting back together this year. In fact, some of the respondents' best memories revolve around the holidays, like exchanging gifts and so on, chatting around the fireplace, and having Christmas cookies at grandma's was cited as a particularly strong memory that they're looking forward to uh, rekindling or, or sharing with their kids. And this year, Americans are ready to open their doors. Um, oh, it says on average, I'm sorry, on average, the respondents uh, say people have 14 guests over for a holiday gathering. And this year, they're ready to open their doors to the same number. So 14 is the average size of the holiday gathering. One third of those polled say that they find the holidays just as fun as when they were kids, and three and four say the pandemic has given them a better appreciation for the holidays. So I guess there is that. It's that old adage, you don't know what you got until it's gone, right? By the way, following up on the uh, daily download this morning, we're talking about the fact that uh, people are more than ready to get together once again for the holidays and make up for lost time. Uh, researchers uh, have put de- together the numbers of how much we're going to be eating <laughs> during the holidays. Too much. Uh, well, that kind of goes without saying. They <laughs> say 264 million slices of turkey will be consumed over wow. the holidays. 250 million potatoes. About 208 million boxes of chocolate. And 366 million glasses of wine. Yes! <laughs> and that's at our house alone. Um, <laughs> so, and by the way... In case you were wondering, it is true, the old adage, that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Yes. And this the way is... through a woman's is wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, 62% of the men in this survey uh, believe that uh, it, it applies to them, that the way to a man's heart is through the stomach. And 57% of women believes it applies to them as well. Really? <laughs> the way to a woman's heart is through her stomach. Okay. Almost three in five uh, people admitted that their mood can be improved with good food, yeah. and more than a third said some of their most treasured memories uh, revolve around eating. Yep, so, eating and family. There you go. <laughs> uh, 27% would call themselves foodies. 24% would classify themselves as feeders. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was uh, that was kind of interesting along the same lines of what we're talking about with the uh, daily download. My wife, Kyra, has joined us in the studio uh, this morning. Speaking of food, you're a bit of a foodie yourself in yes. the sense that you've got some uh, great recipes. And, uh, I like again, to cook. Uh, again, if uh, a way to anyone's heart is through their stomach... These recipes should do the trick yes. on a cold winter evening. Yes. <laughs> uh, recipes from Kyra's Kitchen this morning begin with a recipe for crockpot ravioli. Yeah, so this is like an easy way to do lasagna. 
um, if you don't want to, all of the mess. Okay. <laughs> so, so take a pound of Italian sausage. Uh, if you don't have that, ground beef works too. Mm-hmm. Uh, one 45-ounce jar of marinara sauce. If you don't have that, just a couple of them. That works too. So three cups of mozzarella, one cup of Parmesan, and 25 to 30 ounce cheese and spinach filled ravioli uh, uncooked. If you don't like the spinach one, just get a cheese one. Yeah, That's can be, fine also. It can be whatever yes, uh, ravioli you like. it can be like. whatever ravioli you like. Um, spray the inside of a six-quart slow cooker with your cooking spray. Reserve one cup of marinara sauce. Set that aside. Brown your sausage over medium heat until no pink remains. Drain any of the fat. Um, I like to use my uh, paper towel. So yeah, just under yeah paper towel. Yeah, even after draining, I you use the paper towel. Yeah, pat, pat it down. Fat. Get rid of that grease, especially for a crock pot recipe. Right. Um, add your remaining pasta sauce and simmer for about two minutes. Then place your reserved marinara sauce in the bottom of your slow cooker. Top with uh, half of your ravioli, then half of your meat sauce, and then your cheese, and then repeat your layers, ending with cheese again. Okay. Then cover and cook on low for three to four hours. Simple as that. Yes. For the uh, crockpot ravioli. Yep. Uh, again, it, this is another one of those that when you serve it up, it'll probably look like it was more complicated than it was. Yeah. And that's just fine. Yep. You can take credit for that. Yes. To go along with the uh, crockpot ravioli, you have pinwheel roll-ups. Yes. So these are two flour tortillas, um, uh, eight inch wide or one extra large um, size tortilla. Like for the big sandwich wraps. Yes, like the big, or or the your ones, burrito. Um, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so and then four ounce cream cheese softened, one third cup tomatoes diced, one third cup shredded mozzarella, eight large fresh basil leaves chopped, and two tablespoons of freshly grated Parmesan cheese. So dice your tomatoes up, stack the basil leaves on top of each other. Um, I just sprinkle mine on. I cut mine up and sprinkle mine on. Mm-hmm. Uh, slice uh, in a in large length, cut into thin strips. Mix the cream cheese, the tomatoes, the mozzarella, the basil, and the parmesan in a small in a small bowl. Then spread the mixture across the tortillas. So mix up your mixture, spread that on the tortillas, roll up your tortillas tightly like a log. Mm -hmm. Um, Then place the rolled tortillas in the fridge to set. Um, You can do this overnight. Um, If you're in a hurry, um, you can put them also in the freezer for about 10 minutes. Okay. And just to get it, get the cream cheese firmed up again. Yeah, you don't want to freeze them, obviously. No, but, no just yeah. for about 10 minutes. Uh, then when you're cheese. ready to serve, uh, remove remove the logs from the fridge, cut off the ends, and you can munch on those if you want, because there's usually still some goodies in there, but they don't look as pretty. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then uh, cut your... About half inch wide. Yeah. Cut those so and then, you've then got your roll put, up. place them on. Yep. Place them on a plate and serve. Okay. Uh, so with the crockpot ravioli and the pinwheel roll ups for dessert, we have secret kiss cookies. Yes. Secret so, kiss cookies. <laughs> so you can make these for your 
Uh, secret crush. There you go. <laughs> Your secret admirer. <laughs> so one cup butter softened, a half a cup of granulated sugar, one teaspoon of vanilla, one three-fourths cups of flour, one cup of walnuts firmly chopped. If you don't want the walnuts, you don't have right, to. Right, uh, Six ounce Hershey Kiss uh, Kisses milk chocolate. Um, and then your confectionery sugar, um, powdered sugar. Right. Um, so in a large bowl, combine your, your butter, your sugar, and your vanilla. Then add your flowers and walnuts. Stir until one well-blended is going to be kind of a firm dough. Mm-hmm. Uh, cover and leave the mixture in the fridge for about an hour. Um, and that kind of cools it off uh, because when you make the balls um, for the cookies... It'll help. It doesn't stick to your hands as, as badly. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, heat your oven to 350 degrees. Remove your uh, wrappers from your chocolates, of course. <laughs> when when the dough is firm enough to handle, take the dough uh, with a measuring um, of about one tablespoon um, um, and then shape it around the kiss. So you're kind of kind of roll the roll the ball in your hand, mm-hmm. and then you're kind of kind of put smush the kiss in there, kind of bring it around. Gotcha. And and so then the roll kiss, it up again, and so it's inside. So the kiss is hidden Correct. inside. Yes. The the dough. Yes. Hence the name secret kiss. Correct. There you go. Yep. So then place uh, place each of the balls on a baking sheet lined with baking uh, paper, or if you don't have that, you can grease your cookie sheet. That's fine. Also, uh, bake for about 12 minutes or until cookies are set, but not browned. So you don't want them to be. You're not trying to right. melt the chocolate inside. Right. right. You don't want them to be browned. So okay. about about 12 minutes. Check them at 10 minutes, depending on your oven. Okay. So cool slightly. Um, remove from the baking sheet, then roll in the powdered sugar, and you are done. There you go. So the Crock-Pot ravioli, the pinwheel roll-ups, and the Secret Kiss cookies are the recipes of the week. Yep. And we have those posted on our Facebook page and also linked up at goodmornings.net. Our recipes from Kyra's Kitchen this morning. My wife, Kyra. Thanks very much. You're welcome. And that will wrap up our podcast for today. Thanks to all of our guests for joining us on the program, of course. Remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage, goodmornings.net. You can also connect with us on social media. There's something you want to share with us directly. There's a link to our email uh, there at our webpage as well. You can sign up for our daily email newsletter and more. Goodmornings.net is our little corner of the World Wide Web. Till Monday morning, that is good mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day and a great weekend. We'll get you back here next week.